So God's plan in this message at Jesus' world that it begins local, but it ends up going global. And so for each one of us in our lives, in Christ, God's desire in saving us and doing a work in our lives is that we would be a witness for him both right where we live and then ultimately to the ends of the earth. And so I like to call that the holistic healing of all peoples everywhere. Even though many Americans are only focused on what happens in this country, God cares about everyone everywhere. Today, Pastor Daniel invites you to explore God's intention for the message that Jesus is real. He shares that this message is to be the avenue God uses for the total healing of all people everywhere. Talking to people around you about who Jesus is and how he longs to restore and heal them will have a global ripple effect. Well, let's join Pastor Daniel in the book of Matthew, chapter 28, as he begins his message, The Function of Evangelism. We are in the second part of a series that we're calling The Gift, which is all about the gift of who Jesus is. See, In the Christmas season, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, we give gifts because we're constantly being reminded that Jesus is God's gift to each one of us. And so we want to lay a foundation about what the expansion of the message of Jesus means in the world. We call this evangelism. Now, in our last message, I gave you the foundation of evangelism. Right? And so today I want to talk to you about the function of evangelism. So if the foundation is, is um, why do we do evangelism? What's the foundational principles of it? The function is really all about what does evangelism accomplish? And I think it's important to understand what this, the message that Jesus is real and the message of who God is for us because Jesus is real, what that does in the world is a lot more than we have a tendency to think about. Now, last week I ended the message with the Great Commission from Matthew chapter 28, where Jesus said that all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them all the things that I command you. And then he says, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. So after Jesus' death and resurrection, he says, look, I want you to go make disciples. And one of the things that I left out, and I did leave it out on purpose last week in the Great Commission, is that he wants us to make the disciples of who? Of all the nations. And I left it out on purpose because I wanted to begin this week with this reality that the command to make disciples, to connect people with Jesus. It's not just for the Jewish people, as Jesus was talking to his apostles who were all ethnically Jewish, but to all the nations. So if you want to understand in the most simple way what the function of evangelism is, I would say it this way, that the function of the promulgation of the message that Jesus is real is designed to be the holistic healing of all peoples everywhere. 
You might want to write that down. You can impress your friends with that, with a phrase like that. The holistic healing of all peoples everywhere. And I'm going to explain to you why I would use the word the holistic healing of all peoples everywhere. But you have to realize that evangelism, when we think of evangelism, oftentimes in church, we think, okay, I got to go reach my neighbors for Jesus. I got to reach, you know, this person or that person. But really it's about the blessing of all the nations, It's about the global cause of the gospel that always begins locally. Isn't that what Jesus said to his disciples when he said, look, I want you to wait here until the Holy Spirit comes upon you and then you will receive power to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. That's in Acts chapter 1. See, Really what he's saying is that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be a witness to Jesus first locally in Jerusalem where they were, and then Judea, which is the region where Jerusalem was a city within, and then Samaria farther out, and then to the ends of the earth. So God's plan in this message that Jesus has ruled that it begins local, but it ends up going global. And so for each one of us in our lives in Christ, God's desire in saving us and doing a work in our lives is that we would be a witness for him both right where we live and then ultimately to the ends of the earth. And so I like to call that the holistic healing of all peoples everywhere. So last week when I gave you the foundation of evangelism, I gave it to you in five P's. And since we're having some fun, so today the function of evangelism, I'm going to give it to you in five R's. So for those of you who like those little, uh, those packaging, that kind of stuff. So if you're a note taker, you can take them down. So let's just jump right on in. I'm going to be flipping to all different passages in the Bible. So if you like to uh, read along with those things, if you want to, as I always joke, you want to work on your Bible cardio, you want to flip through pages and find things. It's good, minute muscle memory uh, exercises for you. Get a little nighttime workout before your day is done. So the first R, the function of evangelism, I like to say it's reconnection. God's plan is reconnection. And really when I speak of reconnection, I speak of the idea of that each person needs to be reconnected to God. And this, it all relates to what we talked about in the foundation of evangelism, that there's the personality of God, and then there's the problem of humanity. And so for each one of us, because of this sin nature that we all have inherited, you didn't uh, make it up on your own, you received it as part of your, uh, your DNA as a human being, that because each one of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Now, I think it's important that you, when you hear that, you don't think, oh, you know, Christianity is so negative about people. No. When the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, that's just a statement of fact. I've never met someone who says, I've always done everything as good as I could have done it in every situation for my entire life. Nobody actually would say that. Right? Someone say, well, you know, I could have done a little bit better there, and I kind of lost my temper there. And, and so when the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, that's what it means. That not, there's not a human being except for Jesus Christ has gotten everything absolutely correct and right in accordance with God's plan, both in action and in motivation in history. And I know no one here is going to be like, well, I have, Fusco. Because even if you raise your hand, it's because your ignorance is getting in front of you. You know what I mean? So when the Bible says that that's who we are, we embrace that and say the Bible knows who we are. God knows who we are. 
So we've sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so, and you know this, relationally speaking, when somebody does something that is offensive to you, there needs to be a reconciliation and and a reconnection, right? And so the function of evangelism is to reconnect people to God. That without faith in Jesus, a person is irreparably separated from God because of our rebellion. Now, people all the time, especially in this generation, people say, well, that's not really true. I really, you know, I have a great relationship with God and I don't believe in Jesus. And I'll say, no, you have a great relationship with yourself and your ideas about God. But when a relationship is broken, forgiveness needs to be offered and received. And that only comes through Jesus. Because don't miss the fact that when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he knew he was going to go to the cross, he was sweating those drops of blood, right? He was, it, was the, it was the one time that what was in front of Jesus was so overwhelming that he had physical reactions to what was going on. And he said, Father, if there is any other way, if there's, an, if there's any other way to reconnect people with you, then let's do it that way, but not my will, yours be done. And if there was any other way for a person to be reconnected to God, Jesus would never have had to take in the cross. We would never even have to talk about the death and resurrection of Jesus. So the Bible does not give any room for, well, you make it to heaven your way, and and this person does this, and Jewish people keep the law, and Buddhists do this thing, and this person does this thing, and I don't really have a religion, so I do whatever I want, but I'm accepted. You know, it's like, but our world kind of says that. You can do whatever you want. You're going to get on top of the mountain. That's just not true. Even though our culture values that kind of stuff, our American entitled culture can't tell God how the world works. And so the only way to be reconnected to God is through the finished work of Jesus. And, and I like to say it this way, that the, you want another R, the, the mode that reconnection happens is through repentance, Repentance is what happens. See, Jesus proactively loves people and Jesus goes and he lived that perfect life and he died the death on the cross that we deserved and he was resurrected from the grave and when we hear that message, what we do is we repent. And that repentance, it literally means to change your mind which leads to a change of direction and action. And the reconnection happens when you and I repent. We turn away from our rebellion and we turn to God. We turn away from running from God and we turn to God. And in some ways that happens one time when we get saved, when we are justified, and then it happens every single day as we are growing in our faith. So for some of you right now, you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus. So I want to encourage you to repent, to to turn from fleeing from God and turn towards God. And when you repent and turn towards God, God gives you the free gift of his grace and you become born again. And then once you're born again, every single day you find your heart straying away from God, because we all do. Even though you love God, you find these little things that are these acts of rebellion or these, these rebellious streaks in you. And when you realize that, you say, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. And what do you do? You repent and you turn back. But you don't repent unto justification because you've already been saved. You repent unto sanctification where it's how you grow. Every single moment of every single day, it's an opportunity for us to turn away from our own ways to God. 
And when we return to God as a born-again believer, as we're being sanctified, we begin to experience more and more of what it means to be his child. So that reconnection, and when most people think of evangelism, what they think about is, oh yeah, evangelism is the way that people get saved. We talk about Jesus, they put their faith and trust in Jesus, and they get reconnected with God. And you're like, well, that's the whole story. But I'm here to tell you, that's just part of the story. It's an important part of the story. But way more also goes on in evangelism. Let me give you the second R. I think it's super important. I like to say it this way. There's a reconstitution that happens. That's a big word, isn't it? And when I say a reconstitution, what I mean by reconstitution is all about what is the church. What is the church? Now, when you read your Bible, especially the Old Testament, what you find is that God chose a people. We know them as the the nation of Israel, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? And God gave all these promises to the patriarchs and to their sons and then on through the generations. But God's plan was never to have one group of people, one ethnic group of people who are his people as opposed to all others. And what you find is that at the end of the ministry of Jesus, after the cross, he tells his disciples, go. Go to all the nations. Go, go. And the book of Acts shows the movement of the called out assembly, the church, the people of God, from being primarily an ethnic group of people to being multi-ethnic. Now, I'm here to tell you, this is huge. This reconstitution of the people of God, not to be ethnically driven, but to be across ethnicities. See, God wants to put together a forever family that is of every tribe, nation, and tongue. God used the children of Israel uniquely to give those promises and for Jesus to be the vehicle to come into the world through the Jewish people that all the nations would be blessed through the children of Israel because of Jesus so that God can have a family that isn't monolithic ethnically but is absolutely diverse. You want to hear this? Look at Revelation chapter 5, a beautiful, an amazing passage It says this in Revelation chapter 5. And if you don't know where Revelation is, the very last book in your Bible. So Revelation chapter 5. It says this, uh, picking up in verse 9. It says, and they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. See, God has a plan to draw all of humanity together into one family. Now, I think this is really wild. And I mean, even take a moment and just look around the Crossroads Sanctuary. There are so many different ethnicities represented in this room. Why? Because the function of evangelism is to help people to stop thinking tribally or ethnically, but we start to see brothers and sisters, men and women from all these different nations as, this is my family. That God isn't preferential as it comes to ethnicity, and this speaks very strongly into race relations today, doesn't it? I mean, we still live in a world that is deeply divided, ethnically speaking. But then you look at the, oh, so the function of evangelism is the reconstitution 
of what it means to be a people. Think about how, I mean, this is something that for 2,000 years we're still trying to understand how this all works. But God's plan was always to reconstitute the people of God as a multi-ethnic group of people. And you realize, if you read the newspaper, if you read history, how much evil has been done in the name of ethnicity. Right? How many wars have been fought? How many, how much strife has happened? Because we have not grabbed hold of what God's reconstituted plan for humanity is. Don't miss the fact. Do you remember when at the Tower of Babel, remember back in the book of Genesis, where humanity was in rebellion against God, right? And so, and they were going to build a tower to reach up to heaven. And what did God say? God said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to confuse their language because they're going to build this tower to reach up to heaven. They think they don't need me, you know. And so, and God confused their languages. But you ever realize what happened in Acts chapter 2? When the Holy Spirit was poured out? Although everybody had all different languages, what happened? They all heard about the glories of God in their own language. See, the rebellion of the Tower of Babel was turned upside down or maybe right side up on the day of Pentecost. Because God is not interested in just one ethnicity or one race or one gender or one group of people, but God wanted to reconstitute the people of God as a multi-ethnic group of people. And I think even today when we say that, we don't even realize how radical the function of evangelism. See, race relations change when Jesus is the center. You're like, well, so, okay, so great. So Revelation, show me some more of that in the Bible. When was the last time you read Ephesians chapter 3? In Ephesians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul spends a lot of time talking about the middle wall of separation that was between the Jewish people and the Gentiles, and the Gentiles were everybody who wasn't Jewish, right? How Jesus breaks down that middle wall of separation. So it's about the reconstitution of the people of God. I, you could say it this way, that it's ecclesiastical. So you can't talk about evangelism without talking about the church. And God is radically interested in church. I remember when I first gave my life to Jesus, I did not have great church experiences growing up. And, and that kind of culminated, and I wrote a little bit about this in my book, honestly, when my mother passed away, and so I was uh, about, uh, was I was 20 years old or so, and, uh, and what went on with the priest who was coming to meet my mom, it was, really, it was really offensive to me. And so I didn't have good experiences with church growing up, and then when my mother passes away, and in her most vulnerable time, I, I feel like this priest is taking advantage of my mother and her uh, weakened state to sell mausoleum space. You know, and like the whole thing where it's like, you know, don't you want to be buried next to your mom? If you buy four plots, we'll give them for the price of three. And I'm like, I literally want, I want to wring this guy's neck, you know? And so after this all happens, I'm so anti-church, you know? And I find myself starting to read the scriptures. And what I realized was that I didn't like church as I was experiencing it because the church as I was experiencing it was actually divorced from God's plan for a called out group of people. See, in some ways, like a lot of people, and probably like some of you in here today, you are negative on church because 
You don't understand what church really is because you've seen the abuse side of it. And any good philosopher would tell you, you never judge a philosophy by its abuse. That's something our culture does all the time, right? It takes the worst possible version of something and it runs it out there and everyone goes, (gasps) you know? But really, that's not what that belief structure is. They just grab the worst possible version of it. And what I started to realize is God's plan, when somebody puts their faith and trust in Jesus, you become church. Not a building you go to, but a group of people to belong with. And one of the, one of the things I love about church is that for none of us would we choose all the people that God would put into church. If you're like, okay, I'm going I'm to have my friends. I'm going to pick my friends. None of us would be picking all the... I always make the joke that you probably would never, if you were like, okay, I'm going I'm to design church, I'm going to have Daniel Fusco be the pastor. Like, no, I don't think any of you left up to your own devices would choose that. And I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't choose me for the gig either. I'm being honest. Like, I would be the last person I choose. But God's got a unique way of doing things. And what I love about church is that I've traveled all over the world. And anywhere you go, when you walk into a congregation of people who believe in Jesus, you just walked into a family reunion. I've been in Africa and in India and in Israel and in Arab countries and you meet a group of people and they're your family. And you, you can't understand the language, but you're praying together and singing together and you're helping one another and you don't even know these people and you might never see them again this side of eternity, but that's your people. And the reason I think that's so important is because in a homogenized world that we live in, where people only know how to be friends with people who are just like them, who dress like them, who think like them, who vote like them, who like the same types of music. When God decides to make a family, he says, I'm going to put in all these people who come from all these different places, and I'm going to let them be a family together. And that's a powerful thing, isn't it? So one of the functions of evangelism is to reconstitute the people of God, not to be one ethnicity, but to be multi-ethnic. So we have, we've already seen reconnection, which speaks of us being fixed spiritually. We've looked at now reconstitution, God's plan for the church. Now let's get to the personal one. I like to call this, the third R is radiance. The idea of radiance. And this is what God wants to do in your life personally. God wants to make you radiant. And I get this specifically from Psalm verses 34, uh, chapter 34, verse 5. One of my very favorite verses in the Bible. It says that they looked upon him, speaking of God, and they were radiant. Jesus is Well, thanks for joining us today as Pastor Daniel began explaining the function of evangelism, what it accomplishes. You learn that God longs to heal all the broken parts of your life and heart, starting with your relationship with Him. Pastor Daniel shared that this restoration isn't just for you. God wants this for all people everywhere in the world so that eventually every tribe, language, and people group will be represented in God's kingdom. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Daniel Fusco from Jesus' Real Radio. 
I'm so excited about what Jesus is doing through this ministry to change lives and restore his people. Would you consider partnering with us as we continue to share the message of Jesus here on Jesus's Real Radio? You can find out more and donate securely online at jesusisrealradio.com. Thank you for prayerfully considering this. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I'm so stoked you're a listener of Jesus is Real Radio, and I know Jesus has amazing plans for you. I'd love to hear the story of how God's working in your life. Give us a call here at Jesus is Real Radio at 360-256-4655 or email me at real at danielfusco.com. Next time on Jesus is Real Radio, Pastor Daniel will explain how reconnecting with Jesus will affect you personally. He'll encourage you to take that to heart because God wants to make you an extraordinary version of yourself. You'll learn that as you cling to him, you'll become radiant, glowing with his love. Those around you will notice and be drawn in by the joy and peace they see in you. You've been listening to Jesus is Real Radio with Pastor Daniel Fusco of Crossroads Community Church. Pastor Daniel will continue teaching through this series called The Gift. Until then, may God bless.